Hey friends, welcome back to Somebody Save Us, a retrospective podcast about Smallville. I think I did the, the thing backwards. I have it in my head and then I just say it wrong. Anyway, this is going great already. Um, so this is your old host. This is your old host, Paul. Yeah, we can tell. We can tell by the way you can't even get the intro right, old man. Who, who was that? I'm Ashley. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, this uh, this week is episode three of season two, and it is kind of a momentous one because it's that episode where somebody in the superhero's life learns their secret, um, and it's sort of, this one is kind of the roadmap for every version of that story that's been told on the CW since. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And... The other theme, I guess, is telling the truth, which I think is why the episode is called Duplicity. Mm -hmm. You know, the one thing that I really like about um, these episodes, especially when it's it's technically like the first companion that you're going to be bringing into like your circle of soups, um, is they really like to kind of explore like exactly why a superhero isn't just willy nilly with his, you know, his or her secret identity, like their superhero identity, because like, as we see in the episode, as we'll come to explain, it can really only go like one of two or three ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, either your friend is going to be like, awesome, cool. I'm glad you finally told me this is great. Or they're going to be like, F you mother effer. Like, why would you hide this from me? Or, you know, they're just gonna become, I don't know, like a villain and just try to, you know, F up your life for whatever reason. So anyways, yeah. Yeah, like, like kind of, and Pete goes through some of that. We'll get to it when we get to it. And there's even stuff that he doesn't bring up that I think I'll, I'll bring up at that time too. But I guess yeah. just to start it out, uh, it kind of opens in like a kind of an eerie way. Like you're in Luther Mansion, you see just like somebody enter frame, and he's just got like a twitchy hand. It's just Doctor <laughs> Doctor Twitchy Fingers, <laughs> Doctor Twitchy Fingers. That's his notes, name. <laughs> in my notes, I in this scene I call him Doctor Spirit Fingers. <laughs> and so yeah, he makes his he makes his it. way down the hallway, and I, I presumably he has like hit a buzzer at the mansion and just Lex has let him in because he just kind of walks down the hallway and then into Lex's office. And Lex is just sort of like, what the fuck are you doing here? I think we need to uh, re yeah. uh, reestablish, you know, our, some boundaries here. I think we're kind of done. Yeah. Um, I just kind of assumed that Lex just has like a secret lab underneath his ginormous mansion and the doctor twitchy fingers just came up from like the basement. <laughs> like, well, you know, up he went up the dumbwaiter and, you know, he unfolded himself and he went up the hallway to confront Lex about the shitty elevator service. So in season one, there's uh, when he first uh, brings Roger Nixon into to to kind of start following Clark and the Kents and whatnot. He brings him to this room, presumably mm -hmm. in the mansion that is just like this kind of big empty room. And it's got the car that went off the bridge and it's got a whole bunch of stuff that he's found. And it's just like in this room that at any time Clark could just walk into and be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. so, so the weird, the, so this guy, um, for for people returning from season one, uh, is Doctor Stephen Hamilton, and he was in, I think, three episodes of season one. Uh, he was in Craving, okay. and he was uh, it was where I think they introduced him, um, where he was trying to uh, do research about how meteor rocks affect the human body and all this other stuff. And then there was this episode mm -hmm. uh, where it's called Nicodemus. And it is basically everybody starts sniffing this flower that makes them go apeshit. Um, okay. It's pretty. It's a pretty funny one. Um, and then I think it's in like the second to last episode of season one. Uh, it's where they find the octagonal disc. Oh right, yeah. In the field, and he brings that up in this uh, later. Yes. But right now. Um, Lex is basically saying, look, you need some help. Clearly something's wrong. I'll pay for it. But 
it's sort of like one of those things he pulls out the checkbook and he's just like gonna write a blank check um and the, the dude is just yeah. pissed so he leaves um but yeah it's like i don't want your filthy luther money i don't want that filthy money <laughs> yeah and then we get we get that kansas ass scene where the dude is driving the van down the the road and spits spits all over the inside of his own window oh yeah freaking travis tritt on the radio some old 90s country blaring guys practically got a mullet yeah it's (laughs) and who forgets that your window is rolled up i'm sorry like the wind is not in your hair like so clearly that guy was totally drunk like let's be uh, honest here this was always going to end the way it does and that is in his van absolutely end over end into a cornfield after uh after dr twitchy fingers <laughs> fumble fumble <laughs> i think i call them fumble fingers in this part of the, my notes uh trying to <laughs> recover his pills off the floor oh yeah. i love it oh my god uh yeah and so we're so that was initially like what i guess i don't really explain it or maybe they do and i missed it like what were the pills because initially i thought that he was just like hopped up on like some crazy like speed or pain meds but they never really explain the pills uh, do they not really i guess it's sort of just something to mitigate the jitters um but actually speaking of like there's literally an episode of season one called jitters where a different guy uh played by tony todd uh is um uh is is jittery like he will occasionally go into these crazy spasms where he like is flailing everywhere um, and that actually happens to this dude at the end to kind of, you know, get too far ahead, but oh, okay. it was re- very reminiscent of right. that. And I think it's the same effect. Like when people are exposed to a meteor okay. for long enough, this just happens to them or it gives them powers. Who knows? Okay. Right? Like it's, yeah. Right. So anyway, but like, <laughs> it's either going to make you awesome or it's going to fuck you or, up it, or you will literally get super <laughs> Parkinson's. Oh, uh, um, so, um, but, so the van flips into the field and like, he's kind of hanging out there. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Uh, and then Pete's car rolls up and he just gets the hell out of there. Pete gets out of his car, which by the way, is a pretty nice car for a dude. That's like, it's his, yeah. presumably his first car. And it's like in perfect condition. It's like a 1950s, like Cadillac, yeah. like roofless. It's so yeah. nice. You, you know, he's got like like hydraulics on that thing you just make it bounce lights underneath yeah, uh, gr- ground effects pumping the jaw rule <laughs> jaw rule <laughs> oh yeah absolutely absolutely what's my motherfucking name <laughs> anyways <laughs> but so he he goes into the field and he like first he's he he finds the guy's van and he's looking at him and the guy he's like asking him if he's okay but the guy's just kind of staring straight ahead and then Pete turns his head and mm-hmm. holy ship. There's a ship over there. And then we get the theme song. <laughs> it's like Pete it pushing on Pete's yeah. face like, holy shit. And then uh, we get theme. Um, yeah. And yeah. so uh, I think going, it's kind of, you know, it's one of those kind of, uh, I, mean, I mean, a lot of cold opens on this show are really like, okay, there's a thing that's happening that may or may not have a direct correlation to what is about to happen in the episode. And um, this is one of those ones where yeah. it's like, you actually know, oh yeah, any any second now I'm going to be able to get up and quickly fill, refill my coffee because the theme. Yes. The theme yeah, is exactly. Um, <laughs> um, you know what though? It's, it's, um, I feel like that's definitely more of like a nineties thing and or like late nineties, early two thousands thing only because uh, you know, nowadays DC shows just do a recap of like previous yeah. episodes. Um, so, like, I don't know. It's 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 interesting to you know go back to these old shows and just see how they you know put shit together. Well, it's also one of those things where where shows even shows that have like a theme song. Sometimes you will be watching a show and it gets like there was an especially egregious uh, version of this in the last season of Star Trek Discovery where. I think 30 minutes of the episode passed and then there was fucking credits. Like they did the theme song. I was oh, like, yeah. are you, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> like, 
Oh my god. There's been a couple. Okay, we won't even get into Star Trek because I mean, like, oh my god. Like, there's definitely been a couple of, of episodes, even in uh, Strange yeah. New Worlds, where like you're watching it and then a couple minutes, like, you know, yeah, like 10, 15 minutes in, you're like, oh shit, we haven't even watched the credits yet? Holy god. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Jeez. Back, back uh, to this right. show. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Back to back to the Smallville yes, credits. So uh, same credits as usual, uh, but after we have it's like Clark in his driveway, uh, just shooting like three pointers from like like full court distance away, and then running and grabbing the ball. Uh, and Pete rolls up, yep, of course, yep. and he's kind of smug. He's kind of like, "You got to come with me. Like this is we need we need your truck, oh, yeah. but you got to come with me because this is going to change our whole lives." Yeah, discovery of the century here, Clark. We found it. Yeah, and so they get, they pretty quickly just cut to them standing over the ship in the field, and Clark is just trying to downplay it, be like, oh, it could be like a Russian satellite or something. And the other thing, like, because we, because, because the van is still there, and before Pete explains this, like the fact that he helped the guy get to the hospital or whatever, um, I was just like, what'd you Mm -hmm. do to the guy in the van, Pete? Yeah, okay, so you know what? I didn't even notice that the van was still there. Because I love that then, you know, you're right, Clark is trying to explain it away, and Pete is trying to rush it along to say, like, no, man, we got to get this before the cops get here. And yeah, Pete, what did you do with the guy in the van? Like, if the van is still there, you would assume the police would have taken it away already. Yeah, I guess Kansas police are just like, yeah, we'll get it in the morning. It's whatever. (laughs) Yeah. It is a sleepy town. It's, it's a sleepy, sleepy town. Very sleepy town. <laughs> yeah. You could say it's almost yes. a comatose town. If, for all the shit that goes down in it, yes. It's a yeah. little odd. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. No, so Clark keeps trying to, like, you know, continues to lie, yeah. essentially, to try to get Pete to just, like, leave the the ship alone and yeah. this and that so that he can obviously go back and get it with, you know, with mom and yeah. daddy Kent. Um and then, you know, Pete just, like, you know, understandably is, like, annoyed. Because he's like, well, you want to just, like, keep this information to yourself? Or, yeah, like, you want to take it off my hands for me? Like, obviously, already, Pete's, like, caught on that something is going on. Well, but, Pete uh, is just, like, Pete's sort of just, like, oh, you, you're acting like you got uh, uh, license and registration on this thing, Clark. Little does Pete <laughs> know. Dun, dun, he dun. literally does. <laughs> um, but... No, but Clark does help him, right? They take it back to Pete's garage. Yeah. And um, so this is, and this is the one thing, okay, that that really, it irked me right at the beginning. I kind of made peace with it mid-episode for other reasons, which, of course, I'll get into later. Um, but I wish, I really do wish they would have started that episode with, you know, Clark and Pete over the spaceship and Clark just finally confessing, like, just do do one effing thing by yourself, Clark, without confronting consulting your parents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just just mm-hmm. tell him. Like you you know he's almost in like this impossible situation. And sometimes I find like when the person finds out right at the beginning of the episode, it'll make the entire episode like way more dynamic because it's almost like you know you shove them into the drama like right off the bat and so now there's a whole episode's worth of of them you know either coming to terms you know getting in wrestling with it yeah or getting captured and realizing like why it's so dangerous and all these things but so i had I had all of those thoughts before, again, rewatching the whole episode and then being like, oh, yeah, okay. So yeah. I did I did come to terms with how this episode was written at the end. But at the beginning, it did bug me a little bit. But anyways, that's, you know, the, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, I guess there's, there's sort of like the A story of like, this is like the main thrust, which is like the Will Clark tell him uh, or what's going to happen with the ship. Yeah. But then there's also the thing with the scientist. And then the third thing is that Lionel Luther or Blindel Luther. Ah. Got him. <laughs> he, uh, he shows up. Yeah, he shows up and he's doing some real blind acting. Just like... <laughs> Do you notice? Do you notice how they never like film him and Lex together in a sing- in the same like screen shot uh, in the entire episode? Because like he yeah, he's he's using his eyes like you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I, I would assume a blind person wouldn't use their eyes as much as what he's using his eyes. And, you know, maybe that's just me. I'm not blind. I guess I'll never understand. They but, do. You know, I don't know. Lionel, get better at pretending they to be blind. They do the thing where he, he gets to the, <laughs> over to the couch and he sits down and he briefly takes off his uh, sunglasses and he's kind of staring straight ahead. Um, but it's like not in that. It's he's doing almost like trying to do a thousand yard stare but not quite convincingly like john glover's yeah. a good actor like he he's he's fairly convincing in most of the stuff he does but like the blind acting isn't fantastic especially in this first i think this is their first crack at it and they were just kind of like good enough move along but lex is like lex is like why are you here when you could be at the beach house which obviously, and like, why are you here when you could just be not here and away from your son that you like hate so much and despise? Yeah. But of course he wants he, but he wants to spend time with his son and get to know him better and have that bonding time that Lex has always been longing yeah. for. Lionel's words. Okay. Lionel's words. So sort of like how, I mean, the show is sort of exists in like, at least in this era as sort of a triforce where it's whatever's happening in the Clark story and then whatever is happening in the Lex story yeah. and whatever is happening in the Lana story. All commingled together. Well, in this case, it's yeah. the Lana thing is fairly siloed off on its own because it's just her at the Talon being grossed out by her aunt and her new boyfriend Oh, Dean. Dean. Ugh. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> He's even got a creepy name. Dean. <laughs> hey. Apologies to any Deans that listen to this episode, okay? Apologies, apologies in advance. He was macking on her aunt super hard right in front of her. And I will say this. When they were at the Talon and Dean was all like, mm-hmm, like, I feel like he was totally, like, giving Lana a side eye to be like, yeah, look what I got. See these mwah, lips? Mwah, mwah. So I feel like, <laughs> yeah, they kissing your aunt. And I get a really big creepy villain factor from Dean. So don't spoil it for me because either A, I don't remember, or B, I haven't gotten that far. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he becomes, like, a piece of shit because I, I can see him being a total piece of shit. Well, I don't remember either. So it'll be a ride for both of us. I, oh, excellent. All I right, strap have it. a feeling he's not relevant. And he might even be one of those thing people that just kind of dies. He just dies off screen or something. Oh, I yeah. hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Woof. Uh, I, will, I will also take a moment here to apologize to my uncle, Dean. Uh, not all Deans. Mm. Not all Deans. <laughs> Hashtag not all Deans. <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> we got it. We got him. We em. got it. Oh, shit. Uh, so, but. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, so super, like, Lana obviously, like, has an issue yeah. with it. Yeah. With Dean. Um, did he show up in season one? Was he in season no, one at all? No, this is, like, a totally new thing. And, like, we're, we're just getting, we're just getting introduced to him when, like, uh, Chloe shows up. And Nell's like, oh, how was your guys' study date the other night? And Chloe's just very quickly, like, looks at Lana, and Lana's just like, come on, do something. And she admits that they basically just had a Keanu-thon. I mean, who wouldn't? Especially nowadays. They basically just watched Bill and Ted's over and over and over and over and over again. (laughs) And The Matrix. And The Matrix. But only the first Matrix. Actually, no, they seem like... Yeah, that was the only one that was out. At the time, only the first Matrix would have been out. Huh. Wow. Oh god. What a time to be alive. That that was so ma- that that was so many drugs ago. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Look, I couldn't talk about it if I wanted so to because that part of my life has been erased <laughs> by drugs. Oh my god, can we get sponsored by like a weed company I'm now? I'm certain that we can. <laughs> by one of those one of one of those Yes. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure we can. Like dirty peats, dirty joints. <laughs> dirty peats. <laughs> dank, dank dans, dirty dabs. Dank, dank dance, dirty dabs. Oh god. Okay, <sighs> let's just start our yes. own business. Okay, all right, oh, back geez. to the episode. We get yes. two okay, sidetracked. So, right. uh, are we high uh, right now? Mm. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the. Uh, 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 
the the only thing I think they uh they they kind of had a have a sidebar like Lana kind of walks away and Chloe follows her and Chloe's sort of just like mm-hmm. hey you know what next time you don't actually have to lie you can actually come and crash at my house if you don't want to come and sleep in the cafe yeah which I so I find again like this is actually one episode where Chloe doesn't annoy the absolute hell out of me yeah like but the my my question is like she obviously is so like threatened by Lana's presence in season one because of her and Clark's like close relationship. And now just all of a sudden she's like, let's be besties and come stay at my house. And we'll talk about boys we both like. And if maybe almost dated, like it's, it's, it's very weird, but I mean, maybe this was like their attempt at making Chloe a little bit more likable. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but like, yeah, I, I just found it very, um, interesting that that was, you know, that I think what she told. I Lana, think yeah, she does. She does weird. totally have that kind of energy of being the envious friend. Like she has like this friend who she I think thinks everything comes easy to. Um and and yeah. but she obviously yeah. wants genuinely to be Lana's friend and for Lana to like let her in to that kind of inner circle a bit more. I yeah. suppose. Okay, she's she's got a redeeming arc about her. Okay, maybe I'll end up liking her by the end. You, you might. I uh, I don't think so, but you might. There's a chance. There's okay. there's going to be times <laughs> where you're going to be like, hell yeah, Chloe did like a thing, but most of the time you're going to be like, god damn it. Yeah, let's be honest. Ninety percent of All the right. time. <laughs> uh, the next scene is yeah is, is yeah is the. This is the part where they actually get the ship to Pete's place because I just, just in the order of my notes, I just noticed that I wrote it down. The way I wrote it down was basically, I specifically pointed out that it's the red Kent truck, which I think at this point, I think at this point has exploded at least once. Well, I mean, daddy Kent probably fixed it up from a, he's a, he's a handy man. Hmm. Handy. I hear he's, I hear he's, I hear he's good with his hands and his tools. <laughs> we are never going to get through one episode. Nope. Nope. Never happening. I think Pete, uh, the thing. But you're right. Yes, they do. They, they get it. The thing they get that triggers there. Clark the most is just like Pete immediately pointing out that they should bring Chloe in and Clark being like, that is a terrible idea because if this does turn out to be a weather satellite, She's never going to let us live it down. Yes. And that's kind of the only thing that gives Pete any pause is that he's like, oh, man, I could be humiliated for the rest of my at least high school days. I think I think you're right. And then Clark, Clark, to kind of slow Pete down, like throws him a crowbar and just leaves. (laughs) (laughs) And Pete's just like going at this thing with a crowbar. And Clark knows full well that he won't get it open with a crowbar. Oh man, um, yeah, I uh, oh I had something for this. Oh, okay, yeah. So again, we're th- we're thrown into that dilemma for like all heroes. So again, yeah, Pete wanting to get Chloe in on it. Like Pete is kind of showing his colors of like saying like, oh, the whole world has to know that like there was an alien spaceship here. Like he really doesn't think about like anything past like the fame that he might get for you know this discovery so you know in that sense i can understand like i usually get so frustrated when heroes don't let their friends in on the secret but when you see how some of them kind of react before the 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 truth comes out you kind of understand you're like ah yeah maybe we don't want to tell the guy who wants to tell the world of a spaceship yeah and so like as so clark leaves and the reason why he's leaving is because he's going to run home to mommy and daddy and yes and and be like <laughs> and be help. like oh i think i should tell pete and they're like nope and they're like no you shan't <laughs> and they the only the main point the yeah, main point shan't. that martha gives is that specifically giving pete that responsibility he might not be ready to take on is a choice yeah. that clark would be making for him if he tells it I mean, and and it is true what she says, but unfortunately, like, the alternative is letting them find out on their own. And then you're kind of left with your friends thinking that you never were going to trust them with the secret. You know what I mean? So, 
it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, I suppose. And again, like in the previous scene, like we saw Pete, like, you know, kind of putting himself out there to say, like, he just wants the fame and recognition. So, again, you're, you're left with this, like, well, should I tell him or is he going to freaking run his mouth? Like, I don't know. Yeah, you, know? you get like, you get the yeah. sense that Pete is sort of like a a chasing the fame, especially in like the early scenes where he is talking about a discovery and it, putting them on the map and all this other stuff. And so you yeah. can see where Clark is kind of apprehensive, but also he's just getting exhausted with not having anyone know and all the lying. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I get it. It's a lot of lying that he has. Yeah, to a lot of duplicity. Yeah. That's the title of the episode, you know, remember kids. Oh, duplicity. All right, so in the next scene, it's the Small Medical Center, and Dr. Jazz Hands is talking to one of his doctor buddies. <laughs> uh, and, like, yeah. it's just sort of like, and I think, well, we'll get to it later, but I think this is, like, the same dude Chloe talks about later. But um, he, he points out that there's somebody he should talk to, uh, and he goes yeah. in to find the guy from the van in a hospital bed all drugged out and he stays in the shadows at first to just ask him about what he saw and what happened and all this other stuff yeah but at some point he kind of you know i think he the guy gives up pete's name yeah so so let me just say here okay yeah. first of all freaking drugged up guy from the accident when the doctor is like well tell me what you saw he's like I don't know, man. It was like, I was really banged up and out of it. I don't really know what I saw. And he's like, well, you must know something. He's like, oh, yeah, Pete Pete Johnson, who lives at, like, 123 Smallville <laughs> Alley. Like, he can't remember anything from the accident, but he remembers the first and last name of the two-minute interaction of the guy that yeah. saves him. I mean, like, <laughs> I just found that very hilarious that I he mean, knew the, that. The thing that I think the only thing that doesn't strain credulity with that is that it is a small town so it's possible he just knows pete um but yeah, i don't know be. but it doesn't could really be. matter because then the dude also makes uh hamilton for the guy who caused the accident and then hamilton murders the fuck out of him yeah he does yeah Holy. i thought actually <laughs> i i thought i thought the way he was gonna do it was just like the classic pillow over the face thing no, that's that's not no, science enough. He does like enough. the like, fills the pump, just like kills him with uh, presumably whatever morphine drip he's on. Yeah, I assume that was what it was. He like upped the morphine to like lethal yeah. doses. The silent killer <laughs> gave him gave him that sweet release of death. That's right. Oh jeez. So yeah. So now he knows, yeah. or at least he knows the guy Pete's name. So now he's gonna there's, go find him. Of course. Yeah. So there's the really quick nighttime scene where like. Uh, like yeah. Jonathan and and Clark show up to Pete's place, and then find that the ship is gone, and then they're like, "Okay, well we we need to figure out what happened." And then as they're leaving, you just see a scene of Pete standing there, just kind of shaking his head in disgust, like, "Yeah, of course, yeah." I mean, but I think, but I think before they even get there, I'm I, doesn't it cut? Does it cut to freaking Twitchy Fingers taking the ship first? No, I don't think it does. Well, I'm maybe, sure maybe? that they sh Really? No. I I could have... But I, again, I was kind of like, eh, like in and out kind of watching this yeah. this part of it. Um, But like, I thought I thought it did. I did see the part where, yeah, they, Clark and, and Daddy can't leave. And then Pete's like... Mm. Yeah, I, so if you're, if you're listening and we got it wrong, then just let us know. Um, yeah, tell, tell us yeah. in the comments. <laughs> Send us, a, send us a voicemail or an email and fact check us. We actually used to have somebody who That's would right. occasionally send an email to fact check and it was it was nice because they were never they were never mean they were never oh, mean about okay. it. They were always just like, actually Oh good. Okay, Mr. Fact Checker, Ms. if you're back, please, Ms. please, please, please fact check us. <gasps> Ms. Yes. I'm sorry. That was very presumptuous yes. of me. Ms. Fact yes. Checker, please. But come back. The very next right. scene is mm. Clark coming outside and pete is just kind of sitting on the trunk of his car being like hey what's up dude what's going on hey you'll never guess what happened at my place last <laughs> night and clark's like oh well, i have no idea what could have happened 
For someone who lies as much as Clark Kent, you think he would be way better at it by now. Um, And so as, and like, he's like, well, then what were you doing last night, Clark? And then he's like, I can't really tell you, Pete. And Pete's like, all right, I'm out. Starts driving away. And Clark is just like, yeah, okay. This is the moment. And just. Yeah, he makes, that's right. He makes that decision. And I do not remember this being exactly how he told Pete. Like, I couldn't remember. I was like, I was I was thinking to myself, I know this is the one where Pete finds out. But I remember it being like like what you were saying earlier. Like, they're just in the field and Clark just coming clean. Or like the next time yeah. they're with yeah. the ship, the him coming clean. Well, I mean, you were, you were kind of almost right with the field, except they were on yeah. a road. And Pete was in a yeah. car driving yeah. away. <laughs> and then Clark comes in with the freaking no pans and just freaking slams down yeah. on the car and is like, Pete, we got a freaking yeah. talk. And then they're in the storm cellar, which I think that, that's what I was thinking is like that they fa- he found out in the storm cellar or something like that. I don't but he sort of does. Oh, OK. This is the yeah. scene where Pete is kind of putting yeah. together different stuff that Clark has lied about, like kind of like how how Clark would always get places just in time or like uh, the thing he doesn't bring up ever, which I want to bring up is how mad he should be about when Clark was playing football last year. Like how mad he should be because Oh yeah. I don't think Pete got cut from the team, but there was times where like Clark went and made a play that Pete presumptually could have made. Right. And it never comes up. It never comes up. Well, you know, it's just high school football. Who cares? It's no one cares. (laughs) Except, no, no. (laughs) But no, you're right. It's like, Pete, you know, he gets, uh, and this kind of like annoys me a little bit. And maybe it's just like a girl thing. But to me, like, if I had a friend, because I'm assuming Clark and Pete have been friends since like grade school, right? Since like, yeah, little kids, right? So, yes, don't get me wrong. It's a very big secret to have kept for such a long time. But... Like, if I had a friend who I had known for that long and suddenly they, they bust out with a crazy friggin' secret that they've always been hiding from me, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I wouldn't be bitchy about it. I feel like I'd be like, oh, I feel so much closer to you now. Let's hug it out, yeah, bro. And, and, and Pete goes exactly the opposite way with it. He's just like, I don't even know you, man. Yeah, don't even know you anymore. You st- like, yeah. he's all pissed off and, oh, and so Clark- annoying. So, I, and, and then it... It made it so that Pete was that like my least favorite character of that yeah. of that moment. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck you. Like, I mean, the thing is, like, Clark is kind of bumbling about it too. Like, he's trying to be somewhat apologetic, but he's like not really making excuses for what he did. Like, he's like, look, like it, it's like a big thing, and I just the time the time was yeah. never right, um, and all this other stuff. Yeah. And Pete finally yeah. just like, I'm gonna go, and he just leaves, um, and like, yeah, it's it's sort of. That there's sort of a pin put in it for now because we go to uh, Dr. Caffeine's lab and he's trying to figure <laughs> out how to open the ship. And this is like the most like insane take of the whole episode where we just see we only see his hand like moving around on the top of the ship. And then he finds the like the recess for the octagonal disc. And then he comes up from below frame with like this insane grin on his face. <laughs> and I made I made a gif. It was perfect, mad yeah, scientist. I, I made a gif. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's so insane. Like the the actor, uh, the actor who plays Hamilton, his name is Joe Morton, and I've seen him in like other stuff where he's done this kind of manic kind of character. Um, and this this yeah. one is like eleven out of ten though. Like he is out of his mind. Yeah. Do you know who he kind of reminds me of um, is, did you ever see, oh boy, have you ever seen the second uh, Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, did you do of Baxter, Stock- With Baxter-, Baxter Stockman? Absolutely, he does. And even like Tyler Perry's portrayal, like to me is very much like, I find a lot of similarities because like Tyler Perry's Stockman is so eccentric and like very crazy. And so like, 
you know, this guy, yeah, Hamilton, yeah. right? Dr. Yeah. Hamilton, is that, that's who it is, right? Yeah. He, like, same thing, you know what I mean? It, they, they give me very much parallels of each other, so I just, like, that, yeah, I found he's that got very some, interesting. In this scene in particular, he's got some real, like, Baxter Stockman energy. Yes, he does. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Um, well, I guess, uh, so my question was, is like, how the F does he know about the, the, the disc thing? But again, I don't recall season one so, as well as I should. So, and you had yeah. already explained it that like, he knows, so he, he finds, before, he right? finds that recess in there and he's like, oh my God. And so he goes to Luther mansion and he's flipping out at Lex to give him the octagonal disc. Like, he's like, yeah, I know where our relationship is yeah. over, but you're going to give me the thing that I found. Because he was the one who yeah. found it, yeah. and Lex is just like, I don't have it. And Lex doesn't have it. He doesn't know where it is. Yeah, he legit doesn't have it. it. That's right. flew out of his office and went into the ship during the storm. And it flew out... It, yeah, and it flew yes. out of the ship, and it's not been discovered That's yet. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Good. And All right. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of just, you know, that that quick scene is just sort of like recap stuff that uh, I guess in order for you to to know again, you'd have to either have watched season one really recently or if during when the show was on, it would have been like several months since this episode aired where they found the the disc in the first place. But but yeah, right, so so right. he yeah. storms out after he finds out Lex doesn't have it, um, and he meets Lionel in the hallway, and Lionel can't see how twitchy and sweaty this dude is, and so all he, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but he he uh, he sees an opportunity in Lionel, and uh, he calls Lionel a man of vision. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Lionel was like, actually, you might not have noticed, but I'm blind. <laughs> oh, awkward. Um, and I have to give credit, I guess, to the writers, you know, putting Lionel in this situation when he is blind. Because ain't no way Lionel Luther is talking to a sweaty bug-eyed, twitchy-handed, freaking crazy scientist, like, if he could have seen him. I feel like if Lionel had seen him, it would have been, like, the way that Lex yeah. had treated him. Be like, get away from me, you crazy, like, idiot. Like, you know, I'm not entertaining any of your ranting and raving. He definitely would not have had any of it. He would have been like, security. Yeah, exactly. But his spidey sense hasn't evolved yet, so he's, yeah. you know, still waiting um, for that. And then the next scene is at school where Clark tries to walk up to Pete and then Pete's, like, walking away from him being, like, again, like, continuing to be a little bitch. Um, and then Chloe yes. shows up, and she has some line about, oh, you never told me about the superhero deal. And, like, they both are like, oh, yeah. oh. And, and then it's about uh, her contact <laughs> at the um, uh, at the Smallville Medical Center told her about what Pete did, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then she's like, like Pete talks about right. the ship, right? He yeah, says he sees yeah. the ship, or he saw a spaceship, or he has a spaceship, and then Chloe is like, "Oh my goodness, well, did you see an alien?" And then he's like, "Oh, they kind of, kind of look like Clark." I'm like, really, Pete? Really? Do you have to continue being a little bitch? Like, <laughs> yeah. can you just stop it for two yeah. minutes? He he God literally damn it. he literally <laughs> tells the truth, but in such a snarky, shitty, sarcastic way that she takes it as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, anyways, yeah. So, so we get we get Pete's PMS episode, and then yeah, Chloe being like, "What's going on?" and Clark doing like the one thing that like all women do where they were just like it's a yeah. it's a guy thing yeah. it's a girl yeah. thing you know it's like you wouldn't understand yeah. it, we were broing out homie yeah yeah we were talking yeah. about our bro periods <laughs> manopause <laughs> manopause your our menstrual oh. cycle oh <laughs> but um oh, I, I, I wish I could think of another one. But oh, shit. Uh, 
We, I think this is the next scene is the only time Lex and Clark have an interaction in the whole episode, which is uh, Lex is at the farm uh, waiting for Clark to get home, and they talk about how Lionel's kind of wearing out his welcome. Um, and when Clark asks if maybe Lionel is being genuine about wanting to reconcile their relationship, Lex says he can't trust somebody who's lied to him that many times. Isn't that just the pot calling the kettle oh, yeah. a kettle? It's a kettle, kettle, kettle. <laughs> like, holy, holy shit. Like, honestly. So it gets, like, and again, it's so funny because, like, it cuts to Clark. And obviously he fumbles for that, like, little second, right? Like, noticeably yeah. for the audience where he's like, oh, like, I'm lying to him. But... Like, freaking Lex, to pull that stunt, pull that line, when he is, like, the notorious L-I-E-er. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, like, seriously, like, come on. Notorious L-I-E might be the episode title. I don't know. Now I don't know. Now I don't know. That might be a gooder. That could be the gooder. Because everybody's lying in this episode, and the freaking lie, one lie, finally comes to comes oh to life. God. But like, oh Jesus. But yeah, but you're right. Yeah, he like, oh, when when someone lies, I can't. You know that relationship is done, and blah 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 blah. And like, but I think that it, then it just kind of like cuts away. Like it after does. That. It's, it's sort of. It, and all it, it goes, is is like this episode beating you over the head with the the theme of telling the truth about what the truth and lies what lies yeah. do um it's unsubtle yeah it's a pretty unsubtle yeah, exactly. scene and honestly the episode could have not had it and you still would have gotten it yes oh yeah absolutely i feel like they just honestly they just Coverage. had to put a lex and clark scene in it because it yeah they didn't hadn't had yeah. one yet so yeah. uh, not throw in so it. <laughs> we're we go back to the uh the lab or the garage or wherever hamilton has the ship um, and he's trying to talk to Lionel about the ship, and Lionel's like, ah, how do I know this isn't some kind of coffee table? Yeah. <laughs> how do I know this isn't just a but basketball? The, the kinds of things <laughs> that Hamilton has to say about, like, that the, the metallurgic uh, uh, components that are part of, that the ship is made of, are made of the same stuff that the meteor rock fragments fragments are made out of, and are just like not of this world, and that ha has yeah. enough that Lionel's like, okay, all right, okay, all right. Uh, if you can recover the disc, if you can recover uh, this disc, you get your funding. But can't get the disc because ain't nobody, nobody know where knows where it's gone. Uh, and then uh, speaking of like contractually obligated scenes, uh, we get the one with uh, like. Clark comes up to the loft, and Lana's just using his telescope to do what he used to do, which is to spy on Lana's house. <laughs> was it pointed at her house, I wonder? And then she just knows. <laughs> yeah, it was... <clears throat> yeah, she, uh, did, she didn't even have to move it. It was already just pointed at her bedroom window. And he's like, she's like, she's, she's like oh, weird. <laughs> also, why are Nell and Dean in my room? <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so when with you talking, uh, you know, last episode or the episode before that about how Clark and Lana almost always have a barn scene for, you know, the first yeah. couple seasons. Like, yeah, again, we get him in the barn. She's doing whatever the hell. And then, you know, I've, I, I, I'm going to give Lana credit where the credit mm -hmm. be due. But Lana does not take any of Clark's bullshit. Like, holy balls. She she brings up almost immediately, because I think she, like, she chit-chats about freaking Nell and freaking yeah. creepy, creepy lips. lips. <laughs> and, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, she gets very personal and, and shit about herself. And then, you know, she asks something. It, it gets on to Clark and Pete. And then Clark's saying, oh, me and Pete are not talking right now. And, you know, oh, well, what is it? Well, I can't talk about it. It's a guy thing. And then she's like, you know what, Clark? Everybody else gets personal with you. But the minute that, like, freaking we expect you to get personal, you just, like, shut down. And you just don't want to talk and blah, blah, blah. You expect all of us to be open books. But you're, like, the closest 
book that ever closed in the history of closed <laughs> books. Like you're you're totally closed off. At, like so, yeah. at, which is true. It's very true. So so I give Lana credit for that because you know what? Yeah, she doesn't take she doesn't take shit. Yeah, the from things. Nobody. So the things that we learn in the in the ep- the scene is like she again like she is completely open about how she feels about Nell and Dean and how what it's how it's making her feel uh, and being like kind of raw and and open about it um but then the the, and then also she brings up the fact that her and whitney did break up so we we do know where that you know video now went yes um so they're broken up and clark is like oh interesting but uh again like (laughs) after he refuses to talk about the pete thing she's like, you know what fuck this i'm out of here she just leaves yeah yeah i'm done Good for you, Lana. You go, girl. Get it, queen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, queen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, queen. So, so yeah. So she basically just like storms off, like you know, in Lana fashion. There's, and that's the thing. Off. Those scenes in the barn, uh, most of them end in that way. Either L- Lana walking away, and it's like a melancholy moment, and Coldplay is playing in the background, or she's pissed and yeah. she walks away. Um, and these are those are yeah. the only two yeah. ways it ever goes. There's always a lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> and they either jump off or they go down the stairs. It's one of two ways. Um, so <laughs> oh, Pete, uh, Pete catches Hamilton in his shed. Uh, but when Hamilton comes at right. him, he almost immediately, like, he almost spills the beans right there. He's just like, oh, you're in big trouble when the person who fought has this ship gets you. The owner, the owner of this ship. <laughs> I freaking love it. I absolutely love it that Pete is basically just effed everything up now. And, like, he's basically, again, the testament of, like, why your secret identity has to remain yeah. a secret. And I think the only thing that stops him from sk- spilling the beans is that Dr. Jazz Hands knocks him unconscious. Oh, freaking Dr. Jazz Hands. Yep. Knocks him out, takes yeah. him away. And, uh, and then isn't, so then it, this is Tells when his Clark. that he told them goes and finally yeah and my favorite line and i can't you know i say this jokingly and with a lot of sarcasm but i can't wait until my kids finally come to me with the with the opening line promise me you won't freak out (laughs) (laughs) and then tells me the dilemma like just promise me you won't get Mm -hmm. mad (laughs) <laughs> but I like, you know, totally told everybody the big secret and, you know, Pete knows and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. So now daddy Kent has to bring out the straight. And he's about, voice. and he's about, about to go up and you know, down Clark when the phone rings and Pete is already missing. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, see, yeah. you see what happens. <laughs> see what happens when you let people in. They just let you down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god. But but then we don't even get to like it doesn't cut immediately now to like Clark going to save Pete like I yeah. feel like it should. It freaking cuts to Lana at, at the Talon or whatever talking to her yeah. aunt. I'm just like we're about to get into this like intense scene to save Pete, but first let's deal with Lana's bullshit. Like let's let's yeah. deal with Lana's thing first. And like let's clean that up. I think they should have waited until the end of the episode for this. They scene, really could have, me. and like because the only thing, the only substance of this really that I even wrote down was I wrote down and I quote, "Nell is marrying Dean." Barf. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like. This is so you've confirmed he's not even in season one. This is like the first time we're meeting him, it, and they she Nell gives absolutely no context to like how long they've been together or like anything like that. So to me, I'm just assuming that the aunt met Dean like a month ago and is just like, no, we're the, getting married, which again further confirms Dean be a slime ball. He's after context. Something. Well, the and context of how they met was he's an insurance adjuster that they met after right after oh, the yeah. tornado. So at the most, it's been three months, right. which I mean is a short period oh of time. God. But if you remember last week, Lex married someone after knowing her for like two weeks. So, 
okay, yeah, but he's like technically a celebrity, and celebrities marry at like the drop of a freaking penny all the time. It's so, true. like, you know what I mean? It's true. That's expected. Not for the common folk. The common yeah. folk take they take their time. three months, <laughs> typically. Yeah, in Smallville, mm-hmm. apparently they do. Uh, okay, yeah, so Barf, uh, she's going to marry Dean, Barf, and when she's like, we should spend more time together as a family, and you could just tell in Lana's eyes, she's like, fuck, Hell no. no. <laughs> You're not my real dad. Hell no. Oh, God. So then, so then finally, you know, wrap up that quick one minute and 22 seconds scene, and I know it's a minute and 22 seconds, because that's how YouTube cut it up for me. So one minute and 22 seconds of bullshit, and then we get to the good stuff. Yeah, Hamilton... <laughs> Where Doctor Doctor yeah. Doctor Twitchy He's fingers threatening Pete with a a syringe full of ecto cooler, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. slime or slime. Or, or actually, it's not even that scene. It's the scene uh, where he's like, Pete, like he reveals to Pete that he's dying and that Pete's gonna die too, and then he wipes his sweat oh, yeah. on Pete. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was very, that about? Very weird. I was like, what the fuck? I watched it three it times. It was weird. I think, like, honestly, I feel like, I feel like that was even a moment that wasn't even scripted. I feel like, what was was the actor's name? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, yes. So I feel like he was in the heat of the moment. And, like, you know, after they cut that take, like, Pete, actor that plays Pete is like, what the hell, man? And they were laughing about it. But the producers were like, no, keep it. It's gold. Keep it. It's just crazy enough. Yeah, there's so there's also the scene, the next um, I think it's back at the Luther Mansion where Lionel is spending a little time with his speak and spell, um, and like, and <laughs> Lex is kind of <laughs> eavesdropping a bit, but then they you know they talk about Hamilton and uh, and then also the fact that Lionel isn't wasn't just allowed to leave; he's just not attending his. Uh, his physio because it's demeaning. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically escaped. He escaped. And like, and with Lex, like you can kind of tell that Lex is on to Lionel, like, you know, because Lionel obviously has like some, some, some goings on like up his sleeve. He's got some plans in the works. Right. So I think Lex is kind of at that point where he's trying to determine either what, Lionel's scheme is going to be or right now he's just probably taking it very personally to be like you don't think I can run the company like while you're away like holy shit dad just calm down right and best part is when like yeah they're discussing Hamilton and Lex is like no he's crazy he's sick I cut him loose because he's a freaking nutcase and Lionel's like no like he's he's actually onto something and you know that the hexagon key and blah 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 and he's like haven't you you know you should have you seen what he has in his garage and or in a shed and it like Lex it just kind of cuts to him not Mm -hmm. saying anything but like being like oh no I haven't seen it what I wanted him to be like was like, I don't know, Dad. Have you seen what's in his the friggin' barn? <laughs> Boom! Like, I don't you can't, think so. He, he does it like the, he does like the. <laughs> no, because you're he blind. Does the John Cena, you can't see me thing over in front of his face. Um, actually, Lionel. Again, this is one of those moments where Lionel has one of yeah. those cool lines where he's just like, "Every Arthur needs a Merlin." Um, yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that but is like, it is it is very good that like I mean it would have been better if Lex had been like uh so you'd obviously haven't seen what's in his barn either. <laughs> oh god, shut up blind, Lex. Piece of shit. And leading the blind. That's right, blind uh, leading the blind. Oh god. All right, so yeah, then we cut back well, to no, not yet. Pete and his his he finally Not yet though. There was oh. there's there's a scene oh, shit. What did I, I think, miss? Again, it's one of those elliptical edit things because inside this lab we have no idea what time of day it is but it, it seems like it's nighttime but again we cut to Clark yes. and Chloe doing a walk and talk outside the school where like there's people coming and going everywhere um, and she basically oh, yeah. has put everything together like she's done like the Velma thing where she's just like <laughs> and it was old Mr. Jenkins all along yeah where yeah. she's actually useful and That's as right. soon she's useful as in this episode. he she reveals what's going on. He's like, okay, I'm going to go. And presumably in front of dozens of people who he could have seen him, he just uses super speed and is gone. 
Yeah, but he's so fast. No one's ever going to yeah, know. And she's like, Clark? And they do this really long pull up, up where like you see just how many people are there. It's like, give me a fucking break. I know, right? And this isn't even like a time where everybody's on their phones. Like cell no. phones weren't really a big thing back then and smartphones didn't exist. Everybody literally had to look at each other. Like, you know, that was how yeah. we you did had to look, things. You had to back look then. at the world. So, yeah, it is <sighs> It was a scary time. Um and yeah, you're right. It's it's ridiculous that he just busts out did his super people, speed. But, what well, did people is what do it with is. their hands? <laughs> Put them in her pants. Hey, you know what? You got it. Yeah, that's right. That's that sounds right. That's exactly. So yeah, we are back. We are back. Okay, but yes. now we cut. Yes, now we cut to Pete in the freaking shed lab creepy basement thing, and yeah, crazy twitchy Doctor Twitchy Hands is coming up and is gonna shoot him full of freaking green steroids and pete finally grows a pair and he's like i'm not you can take that needle and shove it wherever you want i'm not telling you shit and then we get clark busting in and for whatever reason him literally like blowing a door off of its hinges doesn't make the scientist clue in that oh he must be the alien because he's got super strength um it takes it takes until Clark interacts with the kryptonite and he sees the green in his veins. And then he's like, aha, you must be the owner of that well, spaceship. It's, it's, so yeah, Clark comes in the room and he like heat visions the uh, syringe and it blows up. Uh, and then, and then oh, he like yeah. Clark runs up to the dude and uppercuts him across a room. This is a normal man who gets uppercutted across the room by fucking Superman and then just gets up. (laughs) Well, you know what, though? Because we learn that from his sickness, he's been exposed to the meteorite and that's why he's all crazy nutso. Maybe he's gotten a little bit of crazy super strength or at least like enough to not have his head ripped yeah. off when yeah clark yeah. uppercuts him <laughs> he didn't he didn't just murder him in oh a god punch. but yeah then the dude is like he it now <laughs> yeah. like again like you said after he has been punched across a room and a man has exploded a door off he's like aha i think you might be the alien <laughs> duh what was your first clue where, where did you get Doctor. your doctorate the university of phoenix <laughs> Uh, no, the University of, what is it, uh, Derek some, something for kids who can't read <laughs> can't well. read good. Can't, can't read good. <laughs> the Derek Zoolander. Yeah. Uh, yes, Derek Zoolander. Okay, sorry, that was yeah. a big Anyways. slip up. Anyways, yes. So then um, cut again to, like, the show not really... Mm, Maybe and maybe this will come back to bite me later uh, when they do explain it, but the show doesn't really like to explain what happens to these villains because unless they get killed, because you know we were talking about Hot Teacher yeah. in the last episode where you know uh, she we never hear from her again we don't know what happened to her and now we have Doctor Twitchy Fingers like legit having a Superman seizure on the floor at full speed. And like Clark and Peter just no, like, he fully Let's get he out fully dies. Like he fully fucking dies in this scene. Like he twitches, and Pete and Pete is like oh, over him, die. and like doesn't know what the hell to do because he knows if he reaches down, he's gonna get slapped by a super twitch. Um, and so a sweaty, <laughs> a super, sweaty twitch. super twitch. And so and then the dude stops moving, and then Pete's <laughs> like, he dead, and then they get out of there. <laughs> oh. But there's okay, like, all right. like in that scene, like before <laughs> right. Pete like smashes the doctor over a head over the head with a giant cylinder, like he's like he's got like a huge vial of the stuff and he's just like kind of holding it over Clark like he's gonna drip it on him. But then also why why he starts oh, yeah. flipping around on the floor is because after he gets knocked out by Pete, the the vial is just kind of dripping onto him and you see it like absorbing into his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's dead. Biden, so... Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, but is he though? Well, I guess you'll have to wait and see. 
I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's right. We got like what eight more, eight yep. and a half more seasons. Yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then of course, you know, after that, the episode kind of starts to wrap up with Pete apologizing for being a big mm-hmm. old dick, being a bitch, and then Daddy Kent and and Mama are you know kind of chilling out. But I love that. You know, Daddy Kent's got to come in and exert some authority where he's like, you know, Pete, knowing this is a very big responsibility and puts you in danger. And we've been dealing with all this crazy stuff and it's only going to get, you know, more intense. Blah, 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 blah. And he gets all kind of like deep daddy serious. And then Clark's like, that's just dad's way of saying welcome to the family. <laughs> and then they're all like, ha, 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 ha. and then it freeze frames and then the cre- and then the credits <laughs> No, that's not that's not what happens. <laughs> but it could have been what happened. Uh, oh jeez. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there's not really anything there's <sighs> not really anything after this other than like like yeah, like you said, like the, the Kents are sort of like with great power comes great responsibility. Um and and then uh yeah. they they do a quick cut to like the lab and uh the the Luthers are there and Lex is like you dumb idiot dad no there's nothing here yeah yeah but like i so i'm assuming because lionel is like no it was totally here like he's he's quite strong in his conviction now that there is like something unexplainable alien-esque mm-hmm. out there in my like that's kind of the conclusion i yeah. think lionel's come to so like I'm, I'm fully expecting him to be expecting to find new tech where he can get some eyes. Like I think he's just wanting some new eyes, and he thinks an alien technology yeah, well, might get at, him there. At the and very world domination. least, it is gonna have him stick around Smallville for a bit longer, which is not what Lex wants at all, and it's gonna end up not being what Clark wants either. Because once Lionel Luther starts, gets his teeth into something and gets an interest in something. It's, you think Lex is bad. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure Lionel's worse. Yeah. But the actual ending scene is Pete and Clark uh, playing uh, basketball out by the barn. And, like, Pete being like, I want to see what you really got. Like, come on, don't hold back. (laughs) And Clark does, like, Clark just does his, like, super dunk. Yeah. Is Michael Jordan. NBA Jam. Um, I do I <laughs> I do like how in that scene um Pete does bring up he's like, Have you ever used your X ray to like peep on girls? Like I love that it's so typical high school, but again, we talked about this in the Heat episode and um Clark does explain it. He's like, oh, only if I, you know, concentrate a certain way, but I would never invade anyone's privacy. And then Pete's like, what? Not even once. And then, of course, Clark, so well, that is that is that is an, a, a direct <laughs> callback to episode four of the series called X-Ray, where he got his he, he got his X-Ray vision while they were in gym class. And while he was looking up. He was looking oh. at Pete while they were on the ropes, and then Pete's skin disappeared. And then Clark fell oh on the floor, God. and then while he was laying on the floor looking toward the girls' locker room, he looked through the wall, and there was just all of these, like, sweaty girls in towels and, like, Clark's dumb grin. <laughs> Uh, I have to go back and watch season one clearly because I feel like there's going to be a couple more callouts from season two in there. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Yeah, Binge just it watch the weekend. whole thing. Just watch all of it. That's your homework. Okay. All right. All like 28 episodes. <laughs> 20, something. 23 like that. episodes. 20, yeah, it's 21 or 22. Jesus. Something like that. It's actually there's a okay. lot that you wouldn't anyway. have to watch. Like you, you would almost know immediately upon the start of an episode where you're like, ah, it's a freak of the week. I don't need to worry about this. It's the freak of the um, week. All right, good to know. I don't have yeah, a bunch but of. But they work. they do that. They he does that that dunk, and they're kind of like, ha ha ha, palling around, and then uh, it actually does end. Like the that's the end of the episode. But yeah, 
Yeah, I'm surprised that they don't uh, they, they don't end that one on a on a little bit of a cliffhanger. That you know they they wrap up a lot of the episodes like quite neatly. I find like maybe it's about a fifty fifty split, but there's not a lot of cliffhangers that lead you into what the next episode. Yeah, very about. occasionally they do a thing where it will be the very last thing will be sort of like a coda of like like the thing what they did where they panned down to the ship laying in the field. That was yeah, directly yeah. paid off. Um, but yeah. the, sometimes an episode just ends where we're just going to be starting fresh with the next episode. Um, and next, so next yeah. week is one of like the, if you ever look up a list of the top 25 best Smallville episodes, this one ra- rates very high, if not in the top five coming up. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be sweet. All right. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be freaking awesome. Um, before we before we sign off and all that kind of stuff, we, we have to give our all of our info. We forgot yes. to do that at the well, very beginning. It's better. What it's better to doing? do it at this time. But uh, yeah, if you if you want to follow I, the yeah. show on Twitter, it's at uh, Save Us Pod. And if you want to send an email, it is saveuspod at gmail.com. And you can leave uh, a message for us on anchor.fm. Uh, you just click on the show link. Uh, all this stuff is in a pinned tweet on the Twitter account. So it's all quite easy to find. And it's also right. generally within the show notes as well. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. And you can also follow us individually on Twitter. And you can follow me at GamerMomCA or you can follow Paul at Ozlop. <laughs> if you if you spell Paulzo backwards, that's what his Twitter handle is. So it's Paulzo yes. backwards. But Ashley, what is next week? What is next week's episode? <sighs> Hold on. Let me get my Facebook Messenger up because you, you gave me I a thing. I a thing for... So I'll vamp in the meantime right. about it. It <clears throat> basically, uh, it's again, this is one of the big episodes coming up. Like it's a really cool one and it establishes some right. lore. I don't think was maybe it was maybe established in some Superman comics. This is one of those ones where Steve would know if it's ever been in other Superman lore. But so what are we doing? What are we oh, doing? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Next week on Smallville, Red. Clark's behavior radically changes after getting his school ring, which has red kryptonite stone in the setting. His reckless conduct threatens the safety of his family and friends. Meanwhile, a new student at Smallville High is hunted by a psychotic U.S. Marshal. Wow. <gasps> it's red. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. It's red. <laughs> Is the U.S. Marshal red? <laughs> don't spoil it for me. He's got know. red blood. <laughs> all angried up. <laughs> oh, shit. He's all mm. angered up. All right. Well, and on that note, I will say it. Somebody save us. <laughs>